and welcome to Bound by Books, a podcast of five authors crossing multiple genres and talking about the one thing we're all bound by, books. I'm Tina Moss, and I'm a writer of of urban fantasy, sci-fi, and paranormal romance, as well as my newest genre, Reverse Harem. And if you're watching this on YouTube, yes, I am blue today. I have blue hair. I am joined by my co-host, Hannah Byron. Hannah, what do you write? Hey, hello, everyone. Yeah, my name is Hannah Byron. Thank you, Tina, for the introduction. I'm a dumb blonde. I've been for, for decades. Um, you are blonde, but you are not dumb. From across the pond, the big pond, as you would say, I'm I'm in Europe to be uh, precise. I'm in Holland at the moment, and I write in just one genre, and that is historical fiction, basically about the First and Second World War at the moment. But I might be branching out to Victorian times at some point. Excellent. And you have in your books all very strong heroines who kind of go through a journey in their process to understand life, love, and everything that comes with it. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. I I think it would be daunting for me to write a, a, a male uh, protagonist, so to say, but who knows, I might... Um try one day yeah I actually in the last book that came out the um the Parisian spy Mm -hmm. I did the 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 um epilogue Mm -hmm. I did it from the male point of view so that was interesting but yeah I find it very difficult to to you know go into the skin of a of a male um protagonist you know that's perfect you just brought us into the topic of the podcast for today which is our writing process, what we find difficult, what we find easier. And we just learned from Hannah that she has a bit of trouble going into the male psyche, which I sympathize with because they're kind of a different species, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah, and maybe it's, I don't know if it's really true to write what you know, but I mean, at this point in my career, I came back after a break from writing and in a new genre, historical fiction was a new genre for me. And then I felt stronger in just uh, writing about women, but also because I, I, I write basically about the liberation of women. So it's mm. my topic as well. And me, men can do their own liberation, according <laughs> to me. And clearly so, something yeah. you're passionate about. Yes, I, I, I come from a strong line of uh, women myself, and I honor that. And um, I still believe that, I mean, that we, we, there is so much going on about inclusivity at the moment, but still women, in some respects, don't have the, the same opportunities, the same pay, payment as men. And yeah, these generations that I write about, they were, you know, we stand on the shoulders of these women to be able to do the things we want to do. But that's a bit off topic because, <laughs> yes. I love <laughs> writing. But um, yeah, we were thinking about a topic and then we came up with writing. I mean, of course, both Tina and I look back on a catalogue of books we've we've written and they are out there but it's been quite a process to actually get them there and it's not as easy as people sometimes believe you know also for us 
Could you talk a little bit about it, Tina? Absolutely. You know, it's funny. There's a statistic out there that is an urban myth. It has no source. It has no basis in any source that we can find. But there is a myth out there that says 97% of people who start a book will not finish it. And that is just an urban legend that has kind of gone around the writing community. However, I do think that there is something to coming to the end, to actually finishing a book that you have started. And I have put down many a book. I have books that are at 30,000, 45,000 words that have never been finished. And it's not because I didn't enjoy writing them, but because wherever I was in that point in time wasn't the point where I was supposed to finish the book. And I think that's the hardest part of the creative process is sometimes feeling like you have no control or somebody else has control, whether it's this thing we call the muse or if it's just, you know, inspiration, motivation. There's a lot of things that factor into the creative process. And I think whether you're a writer or an artist or any type of creative field, you feel a little bit of that pressure, that pressure to put forward a final product. And sometimes in creating the product, you know, it really is more about the journey than the destination. And sometimes you just can't get to that finished product. And it can be disheartening. It can lead to burnout. It can lead to dissatisfaction. Um, So there's there's a lot. And I think it takes a lot to be a creative person. What do you think, Hannah? Absolutely. It's it's like <laughs> inventing the wheel every day. Mm. I mean, we are creating something out of nothing. I, I mean, it wasn't there before. Uh, it is only our own energy that we put into it. And I was when I was listening to you, I was thinking, Tina, was it the same for you when you started out that you or as a younger person when you dreamt about wanting to write books that you also thought you would never finish a book you know because oh, yeah it seemed so daunting and I honestly believe that I would still be in that situation if I hadn't found an author community mm. and f- actually saw people who had finished the product and 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 published it this for me this was around 2009 but before that I had written manuscripts but I often ended up at like 30,000 or 40,000 words because I never saw that they could actually find an outlet or I didn't believe I was a writer how was that for you that's a great point. You know, what I hadn't even thought of, but when I was younger, I remember very much feeling like, oh, I can't write a book yet, or I can't do this yet because I don't, I don't have the skill set, or I don't have the maturity, or I don't have, you know, the age and wisdom to do this. But really wanting to from the time that I was very, very young, maybe like five, six, seven years old. Um, and even in my teen years, I remember making attempts at writing longer works and still feeling like not valid or not able to produce. And it wasn't until at least my 20s, if, if not older, that I finally was saying, okay, you know, I think I'm at the point. But I went to college for English and I went to grad school for English and I kept feeling like, you know, I had to have these credentials and I had to have this education behind me, which was in hindsight, even though I enjoyed my education, it didn't just magically make me into a writer. No, that's that's correct. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I honestly am baffled when I, I, I mean, there are 
um, I would almost say kids at 15, 16, 17, bringing out books, I'm always baffled that they find this courage and, and just do it because it's true what you say. You think it has to come with maturity, with taking courses, with um, with so many other things that actually aren't relevant to just the process of sitting down and typing your story any way it comes out right. of you and then you know find a way of editing I think there yeah. is value in craft right in, in learning your craft and studying but that can come from reading reading books in your genre that you want to write reading books on craft there there's no thing that says that you have to go in and have some type of formal education to become a writer is it valid? Of course it is, but it's also just as valid if you never came up through any type of writing program and just sat at your desk one day and said, hey, you know, I've been a reader for this long and I would like to write a book now and then do it. And I think also having that community of people, like you said, is just so incredibly helpful. Uh, having people who understand what it's like to go through this process having friends to talk to and call up and say, hey, I'm stuck on this part. Can we talk this out? I, I can't even you know, begin to explain the value in that. And the beauty of our online and interconnected world through the internet is that people before who maybe couldn't connect with the community are suddenly finding their communities. And that's such an awesome thing. Can you talk a little yeah. bit more about your author community and how you found them? Yeah, well, it started in, in, it was actually a very funny situation that I had been in, in a scam and I had written a book about it. Oh, no. And I, <laughs> you know, I, because I had kept all these, it was um, MSN messages. I had kept all these MSN messages of these, these scammers. And I thought it was, of course, in a dating situation. I thought if I brought her out, I could help people you know to to see the system of how they work and how they sort of lure you into it wow. but so I had written this that's one of the books that never that never made it to to publication and somehow I found an online community at the time I've talked about it before but it was called autonomy and it was a Harper Collins group mm -hmm. um, it doesn't exist anymore and that was the first time that I actually met online met other authors and it was definitely the kickstart of my career and believing in actually finishing the manuscript in um, believing that I could bring out books myself in mm. in realizing all that was involved in it you know the edits the covers the blurbs the the different platforms everything step by step became clear to me I would not have been able to to find that out on my own. And I truly believe that that hasn't changed. I mean, every person in the world that would want to bring out a book, of course, you can go the traditional route and mm -hmm. try and find an agent who will, and then a publisher who would do it for you. Right. But if you, like we um, decide to do it yourself, then you need other people to, to help you with that process. And I think it actually inspired me 
to keep writing. I think the, the topic that we also wanted to talk about later on about burnout or, or getting writer's block didn't so much exist in that first period because I was so energized by the community. And it was, of course, if we talk about more than a decade ago, it was a totally different landscape then. Right. And um, we were, I mean, independent authors had existed since the beginning of this century, but it was actually around 2010, 12, that the really, it really started to, mm -hmm. to become, yeah. And I was part of that. So I think I was very energized and I, I it was my later books where mm -hmm. I had more difficulty finishing them. What about you? Yes, I found my author community very early, but again, through the traditional publishing route, because that's where I started. I started in traditional publishing um, with my first book and acquired an agent, went through two heartbreaking rounds of getting to what's called acquisition. And for those who might be listening who don't know, that is the last stage of the submission process with a traditional publisher. Either you get accepted at acquisitions or turned down. And unfortunately we got turned down twice, which was in just so heartbreaking. And I didn't, I didn't know really what to do from there because I was writing, I had started writing my next book at the time and was feeling very discouraged and disheartened. And if I didn't have the community of, of writers around me to say, hey, have you ever thought about independent publishing? Have you ever thought about going a different route? And friends who really got it and understood, I, I don't know if I would be where I am today. Starting City Owl Press came from connecting with other authors and yeah. looking at things and saying, you know what, I think I could do this better. Let's give it a try. Yeah. Um, so you 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 began your own publishing company. What was well, I don't know if you talked about that before, but why were you so adamant that you wanted to go the traditional route at first? You know, I think I was it was 2007. I was much younger <laughs> and not as experienced in the publishing world. So I didn't really know that there was anything else. I didn't know that there was this it other option. No, it was really around 2010 that that exactly. started to like, brew. Yeah, yeah. It, it existed, but certainly not at the level it does today and not at the level when it first started. It was really, I was predating uh, all of that. So by the time I decided that, hey, this, this traditional publishing thing was not for me. I was on my second book going through through the rounds of submitting. And I, I spoke to my agent at the time and I said, I, I think I want to pull this book back. I, I don't want to go this way anymore. And that's when independent publishing was really starting to take off. And at some point, I believe it was around 2012, 2013, again, that time when, when the boom was happening in the indie world, that I said, you know, there's there's got to be some middle ground here. There's got to be people that want to write and not take on the burden that is independent publishing, because as much as I love it, it is a heck of a lot of work and who are feeling burned by the traditional route. There's got to be there's got to be a middle ground. And that's when I discovered small presses. And in doing the research on small presses, I realized just how few there were that were ethical, that were for authors, that had fair contracts, and 
establish another route. Now, don't get me wrong. There are, there are small presses that, that are definitely above board and excellent. Um, but I wanted to give authors another option. I wanted to give them a way to publish that was going to be fair, ethical, and producing the best books for readers. So a heck of a lot of research, a heck of a lot of networking. And by the time 2014 rolled around, we were ready to get started. Yeah, amazing, amazing. But it must have um, affected your own writing. For sure. For sure. That has been my biggest struggle is being able to balance the company with my own uh, author career. And I really put my career as an author on hold. I was teaching full time. I only left uh, the academic world last year. Just before uh, the pandemic started, I had told them in January that, hey, this is going to be my last year. And in March, the pandemic hit. And I went, well, I guess I made a good decision. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And um, it's only been within the last, I would say, six to eight months that I've I've really tried to get my writing um, up and running again, because the business definitely took took a toll. It's one that I would happily pay again. I absolutely love um, having the company and like I said, giving authors another path, but I do want to step more fully into my role uh, as an author. And I think a lot of writers can understand that difficulty that comes from being a creative, but also usually having to have another full-time career to pay the bills. And then if there are parents out there on top of that, there, there's a lot to balance. Yeah, How yeah. do you kind of deal with the, with the balance of things? It's, um, I actually wrote down in my diary today that I have 548 days left until retirement. Yeah, I'm a lot older wow. than my, my uh, co-hosts here. And that is how I feel. I mean, it's, it is so hard. I, I'm a translator, so I process so many texts mm. every day. I have a holiday now, but I am so at the end of my tetras when it comes to, um, because that's not creative for me anymore. It's just a processing of text. I've been a translator for 35 years now. So it's, there is, it's just not there's no no challenge in it anymore but it's consumes quite a number of hours of my day and also hours that I can't be also at the computer to do writing so for me it's been I mean I think every whether you have a full-time job whether you haven't whether you're a parent whether you are um, even if you would be a full-time author I think writing in itself is is a very intense job mm-hmm. which uh so apart from all the the other things because i now i have a couple of weeks that i can fully concentrate on writing and i had much bigger plans for like 3000 4000 5000 words a day mm-hmm. that i could easily do and I stagnate every day at 1,500 to 1,600 words. I'm mm-hmm. just still so tired in my head yeah. that I, I cannot. And I, I, now I'm, I'm, I'm coming to peace with it. If mm-hmm. I have to postpone, you know, the, the pre-order that I've put up for January, 
I'll do it. Sometimes in, in some situations, it might even be better to have like another job to, to sort of counterbalance full-time writing because it is intense, isn't it? Right. Absolutely. You know, I hear a lot of really uh, rapid release writers and, and something I truly hope to be at some point, if I can ever manage to just sit down and write and not worry about the 10,000 things on the to-do list. But I hear rapid release writers say, well, if you just work it out to a thousand words a day, that's 60 days where you'll have a book and you'll be able to do it. And the average writer could write a thousand words an hour. And when it, they say it like that, it makes so much sense, right? It seems like such an easy thing to do. And then you go to do it and you're like, why can't I achieve this? Why can't I actually do this? And I do think it's because there is such a level of intensity in the process itself that people don't talk about. Like after I've written, you know, let's say a thousand words or I've had a 1500 word session like you're talking about, I'm tired. The mental energy you've just put out is fierce and it's constantly thinking inside your head. It's creating something out of nothing. And I don't think people really go into that enough. People don't talk about what the process is like. I don't even do these 1500 words in one go. I mean, they may mm-hmm. maybe four goes of, of like 400 words. And right. then at the moment, because I'm so tired in my head, mm-hmm. I hope that after retirement, I will be able to throw off that ballot, that ballast and, and be able to just concentrate on it. But yeah, so it, it, it shouldn't be that that hard. I mean, when you are really in the flow of writing, and I call it like a, a kind of channeling, you know, you're listening to what is coming to you, what's coming through you, and you just type it. And you don't get in the way yourself. Your your ego doesn't in the, get in the way like this is crap or I'm, yeah. I'm um, oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. Then it's called that I, being I, in the zone. <laughs> You're yeah. in the zone. <laughs> yeah. Then, then I, I truly can see that people can do ten thousand words mm-hmm. a day, which there are writers that that can do that because you you are aligned. You're in one. You're one with the process. But we're human, so mm-hmm. we get distracted, and we we, um, and and I think that is, and I think. The difference between us and people that don't finish the book is that we've 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 run the the marathon already. We've come to the end, so we know we can do it. Right. But there are so many times in the book, while writing the book, that you think, "I want to give up. I'm just oh, so right. tired." Yep. You know. So it's it's a matter of of once at least going through the cycle of mm-hmm. typing the end and, and getting that, that surge of adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. That you can do it like, you know, like on the, on the Olympics, say so you've done it. Um, then you believe that you can do it again. Mm-hmm. But before you actually come to that point and yes, it's, it. I honestly believe that, well, there are writers who love the process. I don't always love the process of yeah. writing. Do you? I, I don't always love the process either. I think it's also really important to balance 
who you are, knowing yourself and your own process, your own individual process, and not comparing it to anybody else's, right? Which is so hard to do because again, we're human and, and it's our nature to compare. But on the one hand, you can train yourself, you can learn how to do certain things, but at the same time, you have to know whether or not you're gonna be that 10,000 word a day writer or whether you're gonna be that thousand word a day, maybe not every day writer. I think it's important to be true to who you are, to take ownership of your mental health and your creative states and making sure that everything is working in balance and that you're not pushing just to push. For example, one of the things that has really worked for me is that I decided I was struggling with this particular book in my new series. I was writing the first book and it was going great. And I wanted to start plotting out the outline for the second book. And I was stuck. I just could not do it. So I hired someone. I hired someone to help me construct the outline. And it's something that I never did before. I never even considered. But I said, I am, I am so stuck at this point. I'm not going to be able to push past this. What can I do? And I discovered this person who offered outline help. And I said, you know what? This is great. I came back with this fully detailed outline that I could now um, edit and work the way that I wanted. And it gave me a whole template and a map and, a, and where to go and what to write so that I wasn't feeling so stuck all the time. So I think it's important to know yourself, know when you need outside help and support and to use the resources available to you. You don't have to feel ashamed that you're not doing things the way that your favorite writer or the way somebody else has said, this is how you must be an author. Yeah, I agree. I didn't even know that existed. You know, I didn't that you either. Could... <laughs> what a great thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally um, agree with you on, but that is difficult. When you're a new writer, there are so many authors around you that say you should do this or you mm -hmm. should do that and you follow it because they're successful so if yeah. you you follow that template but creativity um by definition is is an individual pro, um path and you yeah. have to find that path and um and you have to make your own mistakes as well i mean try ten thousand uh, words a day do it for three months and be totally burned out and 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 realize that that you can't do it but you want it so much to to because you know people say rapid release so mm -hmm. bringing out a book every three weeks or every month that's the thing although i don't know if you heard but recently the 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 the, the emphasis on rapid release seems to be slagging a little bit have you heard that as well that people are not so i have and i think it's be also because a lot of authors who were doing the rapid release schedule came out and said you know i'm burnt out this is this is not working for me anymore or i have to they do what's called stack their books so they will write several books before they release even the first book so they'll have like let's say three or four books under their belt and then they'll release them um, yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with rapid release. I don't think there's anything wrong with writing, you know, so many words per day, as long as you're balancing and it's what's best for you as the yeah. individual writer. At the same time, I don't think it's going to work for everybody. And I don't think everybody should even attempt it. 
I, like I said, I very much want to be a rapid release author. I very much want to be able to write that many words a day. But the reality of my life is saying every, every corner of the universe is yelling at me to be like, Tina, this is, this is not the way for you. You have to come up with a different way. So, and that's, do, you, do you even write every day? Do you manage to write every day? No, no. Yeah. Every, every day, every week I come up with a new plan that's going to enable me to, to write every day and, and every week I seem to fail. One of the things though that has really helped is going through, and this is, this is so funny, I've told this story before, but going through Amazon Vela's program. Amazon Vela is a new platform where you release serialized stories every week. So Think of it in like the a, US. In, in the, the US. US. Yes. In the US only. I know it's it's ridiculous. It's not worldwide yet, hopefully soon. But the idea is every week you have a new episode. And that has forced me to I like I have to release a new episode every week. So therefore I have to write this. And it's been a good exercise for me to get back into that mindset of like, this is not optional. This doesn't go to the bottom of the to-do list because this has to be done. So that's been really helpful. Um, and it wasn't something that I planned to do. It literally came from the viral TikTok video, which readers were like, hey, um, you know, we know you were kidding, but this also sounds great. So maybe you should write this. And suddenly yeah. I became a, a reverse harem author, which is another genre I never thought I'd write. So yeah. the, I think the lesson here hence, is- Hence her hair. Yeah, hence, hair hence color. the hair. <laughs> so I think the lesson though is when- you know, the, the universe tells you to do something, just kind of follow it and go yeah. with it. <laughs> and, and, and yet a word of caution. So you say, I'm doing it mm -hmm. because it's on, on the to-do list and it gave, gives you a good feeling that, it, it, that you actually do it. And yet you don't know if it is forcing yourself too much at this point in time, you know, because... That is the, it is like a drug writing. So you are so happy when you actually have your word count for the day or for the week. If you, I hear you say, okay. I have to revise my plan every week. Well, I found out that I can't embark on a new book immediately after I've, I've finished my old book. And mm. I beat myself over the head. Now is the time. It's been three weeks. Now, now, mm. now. So this this is something so strange. So on the one side, you get this kick when you do it, and it, it, or you 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 make the your deadline, or you you can mm -hmm. you've got set a pre-order and it's done. On the other hand, it 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 takes a toll. And yeah. what is that fine line? When is it healthy? Right. For me, I needed a kick in the butt, and I think that this was literally just like I said, the universe's way of saying, "Hey." you don't prioritize this thing that you love to do. So here is a way that we are going to make this a priority for you. Because right now I had already planned to release my new sci-fi series this year at the beginning of this year. And now it's not gonna release into the fall and I'm still behind. This, I really plan to do, um, like I said, stacking, do several books first before release. And I'm still not even done with the first book. Um, so this, this was definitely what I personally needed to get writing again and make it a priority. I think that's the other difficult part, right? Because we have so many priorities in our life. So where does a creative endeavor fall? If it's not the thing that is paying the bills, if it's not um, taking care of our families and friends needs, right? If it's not 
something external to ourselves, then is it a priority? Because so often we don't make ourselves the priority. And for me, writing is like a form of self-care. It's a creative expression. So that part is where I think I needed the the kick in the butt. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the, 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 the great feeling that you actually write your episode every day mm-hmm. or every week, that, that is such a, a good feeling. I agree. I, I've said, and this is, this is really true for me, if I, if I fail to write for a longer period of time, I become depressed. Mm-hmm. I, really, I don't realize it. I don't connect it directly to my not writing. Right. It's um, the... The, the fact of sitting in my chair and, and we were talking before the, uh, we started recording about this, uh, this idea that there is a, um, a spirit that has a number of stories. And if you sit in your chair and are ready to type, you will get the story, but the spirit won't wait. If you are not in your chair and you're not at your keyboard, it will go to somebody else who is is ready. So I think I feel that if I I dry up, something in me Mm -hmm. dries up when I don't write. But on the other hand, that that's, the need for the kick in the butt is really strange. So on the one hand, we love it. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it, it is so hard, so elusive yeah. to actually get butt in chair and do it. Yeah. And like I said, I think for me, because it's such a, it's such a form of self-care for me, even when I hate it, right? Even when I'm struggling, even when the ideas are not flowing, they're not coming and I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to write again. This is too hard. It's still something inside of me. It's a drive that says, I'm doing this because it is an innate part of me. And putting ourselves first and saying, I'm going to do this thing for me, I think it's hard for a lot of people. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people just say, these are all the things that I have to get done. And they're usually external things that have nothing to do with um, rejuvenating and refilling our well, so to speak. Yeah. And also because most of us, I mean, we are connected in in a writer community, but our, our immediate circle around us are not writers, are not getting what you know, unless you are you you are in the in the um, luxurious position of having a, a, a an other a significant other who's also writer, mm-hmm. then you you your your direct environment would understand it. But nobody's right. going to say to me, "Go and and write your books, Hannah," because they're not doing it. That would be so, so nice. <laughs> no, because they would. I mean. Yeah, they don't, they don't get it. So no. that is something that you, I think, yeah, the, the idea of sitting in your chair. So not only do you have to, to create that energy for yourself, that, that situation where you have the space that you can write, but also to, to really, yeah, keep your own energy going in that, in that way. It's, 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 it costs a lot of, of, um, of effort uh, but it's worth it so I would really say to everyone who ever has a dream to to write a book um yeah it's the best thing you can do 
it's absolutely. The, absolutely the best thing you can do and it's amazing feeling to type the end i mean there is nothing like it in the world to to actually say the cycle is is round i've come to the end it needs a lot of work it still needs edits it, it might have need 10 more rounds but the story is on paper that is such an amazing feeling i know nothing like it really Absolutely. i don't and i would just add for every person out there who has this sense of imposter syndrome who has these limiting beliefs of i can't do this i'm not good enough right we all have it there is not an author I know that has sat at the keyboard or grabbed a piece of paper or typed on their phone or whatever they could do at any time, writing on a napkin, right? There's nobody who's done this creative art who says, I'm brilliant all the time. There is always a sense of not feeling good enough. It doesn't happen all the yeah. time, every time, but at some point in every author's career, they felt it. So you're not alone in that feeling. And it is and what's, very normal. Yeah. And what's worse, worse, you you pick up a book or you listen to an audiobook and you think, oh, that writer is able to do it so much better than me. <laughs> so, but that's so, whoa, if only I could write like that. You know, right? Mm -hmm. So you, that's also that you think, well, I'm just, I'm just an amateur. You know, I, I can't do this. But uh, yeah, because that's another thing that um, when you're a beginning author, uh, we talked about, you know, doing courses and, and, and being insecure. But it does take quite some time before you find what we call your voice. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's not like, and, and, that voice, of course, is influenced by all the books you've read. And But through all the process of, of writing and bringing out, even not bringing out the books, but just creating stories on paper, you eventually find your voice and then you feel stronger as well, even if someone there are millions of authors that are more brilliant than you, that you think, yeah, but this is my voice. And also, of course, if reviewers say, that's a unique voice, or that's something that I love. And slightly. other authors are rooting for you. Like there is not a time that I can think of when I was writing Paranormal Romance, where you know, a younger author in particular would come and say, hey, I'm writing this paranormal romance, but I loved your book and I don't feel like mine's going to be good enough. And I, I would always just feel like, what do you mean? It's going to be great because you're writing it. You're telling the story. I can't write that story because I'm not you. And you're going to have this amazing take on it. And man, I can't wait to read it. Right. We are all authors and but we are readers, too. We read what we love. So it's super exciting, especially when a newer author comes on the scene and is like, hey, here's my book. I can't wait to read your book. And I know that other authors feel the same way. So when you see somebody at the pinnacle and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I can never be like them. That person is rooting for you because we all want more books. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would like to ask you one question about, because we were talking about what is hard in writing and what mm -hmm. is easy. What is hardest for you? What is easiest in the whole process? Okay. <laughs> so, if we, if I just like 
knock out the, the obvious things of procrastination and having enough time and all of that. The actual difficult part of the writing process, I would say, is the blank page. Having that staring at the blank page for me and getting the beginning down is probably the most difficult. I know a lot of authors feel like the soggy middle, but because I'm such a plotter, because I will live and die by my outline, do not take my outline from my cold dead hands. Um, I always have the hardest part with getting it all down, outlined out first and staring at that blank page. So for me, that's the most difficult. What about you, Hannah? Uh, so you know you've talked about your diff most we'll difficult. We'll get to the then, easy one, but the yeah. difficult first. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably the same. Because as you were talking, I was thinking, why is it so hard for me to start a new book? Mm -hmm. I am a medium plotter. Mm -hmm. I, I do plot a lot of the psychology, the theme, the, but I do, do not plot really the the the, the um the scenes Events, it, right. <laughs> no i don't plot them out i have a, an idea of what but i i do plot a lot the characters the main characters just so i i must say that i do take i i keep chipping away on the first paragraph yes <laughs> i do and the i every time <laughs> so yeah it it it, it it's probably the beginning as well that um, that is hardest, and yeah, it 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 is that. You know, as I said, writing the end is such an exhilarating feeling. Mm -hmm. So the beginning is is for me also. It's the hard part. It is creating something out of nothing. Yep. Only I have that idea in my head. But it's still not on paper. And it's also very, I think it's also very daunting because mm. I I know how many hours <laughs> it will. I mean, I write long books, they're 120, 130 K. Uh, so I know it's months and months ahead of me for me. Lots of research as well. So maybe I should give myself a little pat on the shoulder, say. Yeah. You can do it, Hannah. You can do it again. But it's also, yeah, it's daunting. So it's not just yeah. the idea of the first paragraph, but also this, oh, this whole new project in front of me. And will I will I be able to, to you know, carry it's it It's kind off? of like mountain climbing. Like, I absolutely love mountain climbing in theory. And then when I go to do it, I say, what am I doing? Am I insane? Jane, why am I doing this again? This is crazy. And then, of course, the experience afterwards, when I've actually climbed the mountain and come back down, I'm like, after I get over the, the mind-numbing pain that I'm in for weeks, by the way, afterwards, I can say, oh, that was so amazing. That was so great. I can't believe I did that. That was awesome. And then I you go back talk and <laughs> You talk about mountains. I already <laughs> have that with one hour in the gym. <laughs> I think, what am I doing? This is terrible. But afterwards, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I could totally it, do it, it again. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's absolutely the same. It's it, where you train muscles with the writing. You train and uh, the creativity muscle. When you start off again, it's yeah, it's hard. So yeah. I think I agree with you that for me also the beginning is 
seeing the whole the whole mountain in front of me and um, not being able to slide down on my bottom on the other <laughs> side yet. Exactly. On the flip side of that, and I, I please don't hate me if you don't like this part. The easiest part for me is editing. And the reason is because, again, I did come up through academic programs in English. I was a teacher for many, many years. I was a professor for a handful of years. And I was, of course, an editor. And I still edit some. I'm not supposed to be taking on new authors, but seemingly it keeps happening. I do also edit. So the editing process for me is the easiest part because the book's already there. It's laid on the table and I can just pick it apart and make it make it shine. What's the easiest part for you? I think we, we're very much in agreement here. <laughs> I, I would say that as well, although I must say that when I managed to block out everything else and when I am in this flow of writing and when I, I mean, I know we are not supposed to say that we are genius, but when it feels at least like genius, you know, when yeah. you feel that the words just fall in place and yeah. that the, the phrases are fresh and that the characters are yours they are not an, a reflection and you feel that you are in a part of the book where it is really suspenseful and and you you can see the eyes of the readers going very fast there <laughs> and when it's not just hard work in the first draft it, it happens some parts I must say that in the book that I'm writing at the moment I haven't really had that maybe for short periods mm -hmm. It usually happens towards half or, or the inciting event. So when it really, when the stakes are really high, nice. that you can also feel fired up in the writing process. Do you agree to that as well? Absolutely. When, when you're in the zone, it's like no other feeling. And that's probably where we'll have to wrap up because we are already out of time. I think we have talked ourselves blue like my hair. <laughs> But thank you so much, Hannah. Um, we have our new website up and running where you can find all the information about Hannah and her books, myself and all of our co-hosts co on the Bound by Books podcast. And it is boundbybookspodcast.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and where all podcasts are listened to. Please join us next Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Bound by Books.